1: Assemble!
0: It's back and bigger than ever. It's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Presented by the Choctaw Casino and Resort in Durant. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew Carrie,
2: Josh, Eddie, and Bob. Hey everybody, it is time for another edition of the Unofficial 40 here on Sooner Scoot Podcast. Uh, we welcome in Josh McQuistion, Eddie Radosovich, and Bob Presbillo for uh, another massive edition. By the way, I want to throw this out there. Uh, we just crossed the 1 million download plateau for the Unofficial 40. Just the Unofficial 40 itself. Of course, we have the new podcast of the Eskridge Lexus post game podcast. But yeah, the Choctaw Casino and Resort, uh, Unofficial 40, Uh, We have now crossed 1 million downloads. It's like uh, McDonald's. Like, going to have a sign out there? Like, 1 million
3: download? I wish we had killed as many people as McDonald's. (laughs) But we'll take this lovely honor. We'll take that honor instead.
2: Uh, But I want to remind you guys, the reason that uh, you are getting episodes each and every week of the Unofficial 40 now on a regular basis is because of the uh, Choctaw Casino and Resort in Durant. It is an unbelievable property. You guys go out there, want to have a great weekend, uh, great hotel, uh, lots of stuff to do, a lot of great places to eat, amazing food and restaurants, the poker rooms. Uh, if you're a high roller, they got high, I don't know what that's like to go into the high roller area because I am not one. Um, but the uh, Players Club rewards car, they've got that out there for the more you play, the more you win. Uh, and uh, now they've got the dice games, they've got uh, craps for you, they got roulette. Uh, and like I said, the hotel rooms out there are as nice uh, as any that you'll find. It makes just for a fantastic weekend. It's starting to cool down a little bit, but the uh, pool is unbelievable out there. I know we've got some hot days coming up. Uh, so thanks to the good folks at the Choctaw Casino uh, in Drake. Uh, go check them out. Choctawcasinos.com. Book your uh, weekend away just to get away. Maybe even go down uh, before you head down to Dallas uh, next weekend as well. That might be a good time for you. So, uh, first off, guys, uh, order of business. I want to play this for you. It is, by the way, a huge week. We understand that. A massive, massive week. And then I thought this was a little strange uh, on Monday when Lincoln Riley had his his uh, weekly press luncheon.
1: All right, uh, yeah, thanks, everybody, for being here. Uh, excited, you know, about this week to get back into Big 12 play. Um, you know, very... You know, we kind of, as we looked at the season, you know, before this thing. Um,
2: what's going on right now? That is not excitement. That sounds like a guy that just lost like three games in a row. What the hell's going on around the Oklahoma program right now? I think we've
3: all felt it. The last couple of days with media. Well, if I had to go sit for an hour, which I do on Mondays and... With some of the dumbasses that attend that thing I'd probably be depressed too Be better I think is one thing Yes That has to
2: be thrown out there to us in the media Which is I Look it's a problem People just show up and stand there and do nothing The majority of people that show up Stand there and do nothing Like if I had to come and talk to us Every day I'd probably be depressed too oh,
3: I, I would have ended it already
2: Like we're so horrible. And I'm not talking about everyone. I think there's guys that know their shit. You know, come prepared. Guys from the Oklahoma and the Tulsa world. Sooner scoop, I would say.
3: Athletic. Somewhat.
2: Jason Kersey has got his shit together. But there are just a bunch of idiots that have no business being... And I think it's, it's like... I don't know that people don't care... But, my God, it, it's – I almost get the, the, the sense that media is, is, is about to be cut out, the way things are going. Because it's just, it's just a hassle. Might be. And, I mean, look, wh- here's the other thing, too. Top like fault
3: the defense is, doesn't play well, too. Here's
2: so. the thing. Like, I think everybody is pretty much treated the last couple of games with kid gloves. Nobody's gone after in the media. Nobody's done a hatchet job on anybody. Although the fans want us to, this game coming up is huge because if they don't play well against Baylor on the defensive side of the ball, I'm gonna tell you all hell's gonna break loose because this is that
4: time. This is the what Cheering the defense has been built for, you know, because that they're supposed to stop the big twelve teams. Baylor is that type of offense that if this defense is supposed to be better that we heard about all spring and summer, this is when you finally see it when you're going against that traditional Big 12 team. This is where Buki makes the difference. This is Bust. where. <laughs> Go. I always hate
3: when we jump right in and never get Josh's thoughts on the previous game because he wasn't with us on the post game. Another cry for Josh on the post game. Well, I mean,
2: I'd like to know what he, what he saw. People are upset that you're not on the post game, Josh.
0: You know, like I said, there's there's this week for the people that are not threes on the board of people and don't know I I couldn't have brought anything to the post-game po- like I could have replayed what Toby Rowland was talking about on the radio broadcast, which I
2: it
4: think was really would have
0: provided some interesting depth. Yeah.
4: I think it would have been nice to wake up Josh at one at one in the morning though. That is kind of hey, when we did you know, the podcast.
0: <laughs> what we could do Is we'll just wake up me and the nine month
3: old and we'll do a podcast. And I guarantee, crying baby
2: podcast.
3: Yes, exactly. We basically sounded like crying babies on Saturday night. So you
2: dropped like twenty seven f bombs. Yeah. To be fair, uh, guys, I I listened to that. From a friend on
3: uh, Twitter that, from a friend's mom that says, Eddie really needs to watch his language.
4: (laughs) And you know what I said? Fing noted. Oh, we sounded pretty awake for as late as we did that. Saturday. I, I,
0: Bob's exactly right. I was like, I guess they did this because I, you know, I woke up to it in the morning, and I thought, well, you know, when did they do this? Did they do this this quickly after the show? And then you, I listened the first few minutes, and Carrie, you mentioned it was like 1 a.m. when you started. I was like these guys sound great for you know. I know being what a seven hour grind at that point.
2: But I got to sleep in that day, so that was gravy for me. Eddie, I'm sure, <laughs> felt the same way. Yeah, it was awesome. Slept till like 11.30 on Sunday. When you get to sleep...
3: I did, too. All All right. I, well, like, I, didn't go I to woke b- up and I felt like it was like 5 o'clock in the evening. I
2: didn't go to bed till 4 because I was in a Netflix-a-thon watching Halt and Catch Fire, which is a great show. Um, but, yeah, I woke up after game day. I think games were already being played as I woke up. And I sat there and watched... What was it? Texas and TCU. And went over to the stadium... But, look, it. people are mad. We understand that. People are mad at me. They're mad at us. They're mad at everyone because of the defense and what happened against Army. And I've said this a bunch. like, okay, I get it. You're mad. Let's see how this plays out now that they're going into Big 12 play because last year, this team looked like trash against Baylor. I mean, Zach Smith threw for 400 yards.
4: Denzel Mims was...
2: Uh... All-American receiver. And guess what? He's back. And so is Platt. And now they've added Jalen Hurd. Look out.
0: You know, guys, for, for me, there's a lot of ways I could argue the Baylor game was a lower point than Iowa State last year. I thought Iowa State played fairly well in that game. I thought OU just played horribly against Baylor.
4: It wasn't good. They didn't have Trey Sermon in the fourth quarter. I don't think they win that game. Was
2: it Abdul Adams had the 99-yard run? Yep. Yep. That was kind of the moment when Jordan Thomas
0: went into uh, witness protection.
2: That was when they were still playing Jeff Bidette instead of Marquise Brown. So, but, I mean, this is at home. This is a chance for Mike Stoops to dial up some pressure again because that's been an issue. And here's the thing, like, the Army game, and we can talk about that. We can rehash that, Josh, because I know you've watched it over and over again, but... You have 40 plays on offense, and I understand there was a goal line stand that was made that, oh, you never should have been in that position. Lincoln Riley took full responsibility. Bill Biedenboe took full responsibility for the play calls that they made. But at the same time, there were 40 snaps in that game. So I'm I'm still of the mind, like, I don't give two rats craps about criticism of the offense It's, in that it's funny
3: that, like, and I don't know, I haven't heard what Dusty has said much this week, but over at the franchise, you talk to like Rufus Alexander, we had Teddy Lehman on on Monday morning. The defensive guys blame the offense. And I haven't heard what Gavis said, but it's just, it's funny how it like, there's a division of, oh, well, if the offensive offense, guys and defensive yeah, guys. Yeah, if the offense stays on the field, it, the defense doesn't get as tired. And it's just, I at some point, and even when they were, they were doing well, they were only on, the, they're less than three minutes, their scoring drives. Yeah, it's like, all right, well, so you bitch about when they get stopped at the one, but it's then not you the also offense that's causing you... 16
2: play drives and 19 play drives.
3: Yeah,
0: and... that's such a horseshit excuse. You want to get off the right. field? Get off the field. Right, like, and it,
3: it's not. See, and Josh, and I'll, that's what I want to ask you is, you know, you go back and did the Monday morning quarterback and uh, or the Monday morning idiot, and it just seems like that's copyright. By the way, you just cost <laughs> us money. Oh, f- peter king damn it peter king <laughs> they're screwed it, it, it's one of those things i know that they're not going to see the option again and I, I i completely understand the the argument that it's tough to defend it's tough to prepare for everything that goes into that they got their ass whooped for four hours on saturday is what it felt they like did, a lot of guys played like shit in the game
0: what's really interesting is, I know that because Army ran the ball so well, everybody's like, "Well, the D line and linebackers were shit. Like it was bad. They were they were terrible." I don't think that's what it was. I thought I thought safety help was terrible. Um, I thought the corners. I thought Motley, as the game went on, got better and better. But I thought you know he was slow to kind of adjust to it. And you, and again, did you
2: not? Let me ask. Did, has, did you not see Amani Bledsoe get destroyed on several occasions? Ryan Jones played terrible. Ryan Jones was playing the fullback dive from, like, out at, like, the seven. Like, had no chance and and would play the fullback dive, get caved in, and then it was just wide open spaces. It was two-on-one
4: out in, like, a 15-yard area on the the edge. That's where the secondary didn't come through.
2: Because, you know why? Because the the offensive line – Josh, did you not see the offensive line – just running straight past Mark Jackson and Ryan Jones and engaging a, a linebacker within like two seconds of the ball being snapped. Oh, it was there's awful. There's no
0: question, Um, especially with Jones. You just watch him over and over and over again, overcommit and crash down and just look like he was out. It was one of those moments where, are you sure Caleb Kelly can't help you in this, this game?
2: I thought the same thing, Just yeah. get
0: you out of this game. Like, He's got, again, it's the benefit of that four-game rule. Like, you sure you don't want to run him out here and just see what he could do? Because if nothing else, he'll play assignment sound. He may not
2: would, be quite the athlete that
0: Jones is, but...
2: Guaranteed, if they did it over again,
3: that's exactly what they would do. Yeah. I, I, know, don't, I don't understand that, though. It's like, I don't think these coaches are dumb, but then again, they give every reason to make me think that there's some idiots up there.
0: My issue is just that there was no willingness to adjust anything.
3: Right. Yes. And they I were mean, just going to no, do no what they were doing. Nothing.
0: Yeah. The, the, I saw one adjustment on literally one snap in the second quarter where they stacked Bolton and Murray behind each other. And I, it had to be for Murray to deal with the fullback dive and Bolton to have the wide angle to run wide if they went you know, with a pitch play. So – I mean, I, I guess that's okay. I don't love that because, you know, Bolton, like I said, I, I don't. I said it in the idiot, I don't know that he's going to get to the corner and match that speed. So I would probably have had it the other way, but that's nitpicking. Like, at least they were trying something. The too high safety look all game, I get why Oklahoma was doing it. They wanted to have protection for any kind of RPO, you know, that, that sort of stuff. I understand all of that. But at the same time, what do you want to bet on? The fact that Army is going to be capable in the run game and continue to beat you as they already have through you know one quarter, two quarters, three quarters, or do you want to try and force the issue and you're going to have to beat our guys outside man to man? Well, we know we have the better athletes.
4: Like,
3: a, I, look, that's I don't a risk see it was a shitty plan. I, I don't see. Way, I don't see.
2: To me, scheme plan that's not my biggest concern right now with the coaching staff. My biggest concern is. They're not trusting any uh, anybody else but their frontline starters to play. Right. They like, t-
4: talked about the depth, the depth is still not there I mean, in, but
2: in not, their eyes. In their not, eyes at least. It's not like we're talking about unproven guys. Like I'm talking about like Ronnie Perkins. What's wrong with letting Ronnie Perkins play more? Whenever he's in the game, he may, they're so afraid of putting someone in there that's going to make a mistake that they just won't put them in there. And Lincoln Riley talked this week about uh, getting more guys involved on defense.
1: Um, you know, we're just going to play the ones that we think are that we think are best. We've been without a few guys here the last few weeks that you know we're looking forward to getting back. You know, particularly on the defensive front, without Tyree Slott and Q Overton. So you know, hoping to get those guys back soon. They provide some much-needed depth that that you know that was kind of a strong point coming in with the D line. Um, yeah, but there's there's several guys. You know, we want to play Deshaun White more. You know, he's he's done some really nice things in games. We got to continue to find some ways to to play him more. You know, we want to play a few more guys in the secondary, uh, which as we get into Big 12 play, you know, in the styles that we're going to see, uh, obviously going to be a little bit different than what we saw last Saturday. So I think there'll be more opportunities to play those guys and more needs to play them as well. So, um, but. You know, I like some of the continuity that we're building with that first group right now. You know, they're playing, you know, when you watch the tape, you go back and see they're starting to do some things, playing off of each other, trusting each other, that's, you see some signs of that group starting to really come together as well. So, the guys are going to have to earn it if they want those opportunities.
3: When was the last time that they said something in a press conference about the defense that actually came to fruition? Like they always say that we want to get these guys out there, we want right. to do this and this and this. It never happens, ever. Here's what's interesting to me is,
2: you know, for all the, the shit that Brent Venables took, when you look back on his time here, whenever a game plan called for something unique, I think, back to the Sun Bowl, when they played Stanford, and that was the game that Ron L. Lewis, you know, became a household name. Uh, whether it was Spinner. uh, Corey Nelson was a guy that he was one of the best athletes on the defense, but they didn't really have a place for him. So they basically invented the jack position in their defense to get Corey Nelson to play as a young guy. Like, Brent Venables, he probably would have had Deshaun White playing that Ryan Jones linebacker spot in that game. Like, if they liked Deshaun White so much, do you really need... A strong side versus an inside
4: linebacker in that game against Army? Especially, not they, they don't trust anybody down there. Right, especially when he had to play that one play because Kenneth Murray's helmet came off, so it wasn't like you were saving him for the four-game four, four game deal anyway. So you got him out there. Why not use him? The whole thing about two is they're they're so
3: scared of being aggressive, it seems like. I think that's why they can't create any turnovers. They're never aggressive.
4: They see the other end. They always see, oh, he's going to make a mistake. They don't see, oh, he could be a playmaker that actually changes things.
0: You know, sad, soft is what my, it is. my problem is with it. Is you see all the, you know, and don't get me wrong. I understand that not a refreshment is going to be ready to play. That that's just the way that goes. Whether it's physically, mentally, whatever. Clearly, they're all in on Deshaun White. They're all in on Ronnie Perkins. Those those guys are going to play all year. Why, you know. You look at, like, look at Texas with Caden Stearns. That guy, they've just run him out there and they're saying, and he's going to make mistakes. Like Everybody's talking about his interceptions, and that's great, but Caden Stearns is making mistakes everywhere for Texas. I guarantee it.
4: Yes, they said but, he, he's having issues in coverage, but that's not where he's exactly. getting his picks.
0: But he's a playmaker that they trust to go make plays, and they're letting him do it. They're letting a good athlete make plays. It's, it, it makes me wonder, does, is, o, is OU overcomplicated? Like, do they not feel like these kids can grasp it? Because everywhere, all over the country, you see these freshmen that are capable of making an impact. But I mean, we all freaked out about Buki playing as a freshman because it never happens at Oklahoma. And I think it's always been said, well, they don't have the talent. Well, I mean, the guys in front of them haven't been world beaters. So, so what is it like? That's where, and that's what I've always felt like has been an issue, is that you see guys having to think so much that they can't get out of their own way.
2: Well, I don't know. I just, method. I think it's, I, I think just, it is, connecting dots. I think it is an attitude from the staff, from the defensive staff, that, like you said, that is more playing not to get beat than it is to create any kind of havoc or disruption.
0: Yeah.
3: And I'll, that's just maddening, too,
2: I think.
0: It, it goes to that, like we talked about with the two high. You're going to
3: go down. You might Oklahoma, as well go down.
0: Yeah, Oklahoma is defending from the back to the front. They're worried about we're going to get beat over the top. We're going to do this, and you're leaving yourself open to you know. Let's you know. I think we all know the simplest aspect of the game is to run the ball. I mean that that's what it's all built on. But if you're focused on the pass game and a big play and that sort of thing, you're just leaving yourselves open for a situation like Army, where they just you know death by a thousand cuts.
2: I mean, it's got to be—it's got to be a balance. I mean, it just—it can't just be overly. I mean, look at look at that Baylor game in twenty fourteen, where they tried to play up on receivers for them, and they just got burnt and burnt and burnt. And then they put them Get ten yards better off the players ball. Players that can cover people. Then. Well, that was Julian Wilson. He wasn't that good.
3: But I think what say
0: that was a weird personnel decision. They have better players
3: now, though. Is what I'm saying. But what I'm saying well, yeah, is, well, are
0: we going to argue that? What they I'm they saying is, if they problem. are
3: aggressive.
2: Like you guys are saying, all the time they're going to get beat and then people are going to lose their minds that way. You have to have a balance. You, can, you sure, can't rush sure. seven all the time. You've got to pick and choose. You've got to pick and choose your times when you're going to blitz. You've got to pick and t- choose your times when you're going to play man coverage, when you're going to play bump and run, when you're going to play seven yards off. It's, you, have to, you have to balance it out. It can't just be one extreme to the other. We, we talk about it all the time. Who's the most extreme defensive coordinator out there? Manny Diaz, because, yeah. and
3: he's had 50 different jobs because he keeps getting fired. Yeah, and Miami's pretty damn good at defense this year.
0: Hey, Army threw the ball nine times. Is that not an extreme?
3: I think that's, that's the thing is they keep saying they didn't want to get beat over the top by Army. That's f- f- f-
0: like that's If stupid. you're scared of that, what's
4: the exactly. big problem? Like? You exactly. Know, the confidence level you have in your secondary at that, You're like, we're worried that Army is going to beat us. and so What are you going to do? If you're worried about Army beating you over the top, you should be fired.
0: Is that their first call?
3: <laughs> Seriously, who are you firing? I don't care. Fire somebody. Fire them all. Fire them all. That's, I mean, that's, that's the softest thing that it's ever. If you're worried about Army beating you over the top, you should be fired. Your defense coordinator should be fired.
0: I got into a conversation yesterday on Twitter with J.D. Runnels, and we were talking about some of these things, and he was talking about, you know, you've got to be concerned about this and this. The problem with it is, I feel like Oklahoma wants to cover everything okay. Like, we've got got an answer for that. We've got an answer for this, but none of it are we going to take the fight to the offense. We're just going to do as much as we can everywhere. That's not the way it works. You, you, you're, I mean, there's going to be a weak spot. No matter what you do defensively, there's going to be a weak spot. So take away – make them uncomfortable. Make them do what they don't want to do. Don't don't say, well, we'll do this, but that's not what we want to give up, so we're going to let that happen. Because that just – like I said, I, I just don't know how you bet on letting Army run the ball and we're not going to bet on our athletes on the outside. That, that just doesn't make sense to me. But, I mean, again, I, I – I do think there are qualifiers to this. It's a weird offense. Army does things that Oklahoma will never see again. Well, unless in a couple years. But it's just, it's not all one or the other. But you're just seeing a pattern that never seems to stop. Whatever excuse we can offer, it's another excuse the next week. Like Oklahoma at some point needs to start seeing their production. I mean, somebody said it. I think Oklahoma's in the 70s in defense and hasn't faced an offense anywhere near what they're going to face in the Big 12.
2: No. But, I mean, look, that's why I'm saying. This is the put-up-or-shut-up of all weekends. Yeah. If you, right. if you cannot... If you find yourself in a shootout with Baylor... They're going to. It's, it's time to make some changes. And with the culture that's around the program right now and recruiting, let's just say OU goes out... And Baylor puts 40 on him. And it looks like the defense has no answers. I'm, I'm almost of the opinion that you have to make changes midseason.
4: In terms of what? In terms of coaching? Firing In terms, people, terms of hiring or...
2: new defensive coordinators.
0: Really? Wow. I,
2: I'm never I mean, this a stuff can't continue. I don't know what it it's ripping apart the fan base and the program.
0: I see I think that's a really undervalued part of this. Like it's becoming incredibly divisive. And there's no way that nobody within the athletic department players included divisive? don't feel that.
2: <laughs> Are you did you write down divisive and read it or something? No. It's like epitome.
4: <laughs> the one thing I'm concerned not concerned just Wondering about all those guys that took those 87 snaps against Army. Kenneth are, Murray. Are, are they 100% heading into Baylor? Is that why we didn't get to talk to anybody Tuesday? Uh, if that's the case, they're all banged up. this is
3: the softest program in the country.
2: Pe-
4: there's a 12 if people teams are injured, you never
2: talk to them. I mean, that's just the way it's always been.
3: <laughs> banged up. We played against the option injured. this
2: week. I mean, but, uh, look, Kenneth Mayhem was requested this week. He, wasn't he given. showed up on Monday morning. Kind of Kenneth, Kenneth Murray did. Yes. Kenneth Mann is what oh, I said. Oh, Kenneth
3: Man. Scale it, back your anger, Eddie. It's just
2: it's it's You're losing your mind. It's
3: stupid. I think there are a bunch of pussies down there. <laughs> you're the strong man. It's just it's so ridiculous. I'm sick of everything.
2: If you want to go see this shitty team this weekend, guess what? I'll give you twenty dollars <laughs> off. That's right. With your first SeatGeek purchase, SoonerScoop will give you $20 off your tickets this weekend to see the shit show that is Oklahoma Sooner Football. Uh, look, seriously. Best promo
0: you've ever read. Ever.
2: Seriously, look, we all know that it's, it's complicated with all the, the sites that are out there for buying tickets. SeatGeek uh, wants to make it easy for you. They're trust, you can trust them. They're reliable. Download the SeatGeek app. Uh, it puts millions of tickets into one place. you can find the seats that you want for the price you're willing to pay. It gives you seats all over the stadium, tells you uh, what's a good deal. it groups them, it shows you. It's like uh, the pro football focus That everybody's mad at us because we they can't give you know access to everyone to see every little thing. Uh, it'll show you like green is a good deal. Red's a terrible deal. Uh, uh, yellow, watch out that you can get better prices if you look. So you just go to one place. There's nothing quite like being there. And, and, and Army is proof of that. If you went to the game, like, you enjoyed yourself. If you watched it on TV and paid 60 bucks, you hated yourself. But to be able to go and see the tanks and the parachuters and the pageantry of it, all, it was pretty cool. Like, I came away going, eh, you know, I don't know if fans are upset, but that was a cool game to go to. So if you want to go see it in person, download that Seeky app, enter the code SCOOP, and you'll get 20 bucks off your first purchase. So uh, it's also good for concerts. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you want to go to a local uh, game of your choice, NFL game, you're all taken care of. Just put that promo code SCOOP in. You'll get $20 off. So SeatGeek, uh, life is an event, and they have the tickets. So are we moving on, or are we still we still want to talk Army? Let's move on.
0: I, I think that horse is dead. We
4: got, uh, you know, lot of re- re- recruiting stuff to talk about as 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 well. This would be a
3: pretty big. No one wants to play for this program. Why does Khalil Lofton <laughs> still play football
4: for Oklahoma? Because his assignment sound. Because Robert Barnes is worse.
0: I think say I, I think it's because they don't have a great option back there, Eddie. I mean, it's just it is what it is. Their safety recruiting hasn't been good enough. It just hasn't
4: um they've missed i will
0: say the the one guy you know and you guys talked uh, and i did i i don't know if you heard me earlier i listened to the entire postgame pod i'm coming to terms um and i thought kenneth mann was easily the best defender on saturday
4: thank you thank that's what i said thank you
0: outstanding
4: by
2: the way uh you know neville gallimore their center played his ass off that game for army and Neville, there was never a bigger example of how Neville Gallimore needed. Like, Dylan Fah Matu is banged up. There was one play in the end zone. Did you see that, Josh? When he just got put on his back. Yes. Yeah. It was embarrassingly um, bad. Uh, you know but, who would have been really useful? Uh, Q Overton. Because he's a
0: run stopper, Carry. I was thinking about it like mid fourth quarter. I was like, oh, God, they could use Overton Damn
2: my right? luck that Pro Football Focus comes out with a. Infographic on Q Overton right after that podcast. Was that well, no, 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 that no, no. no. Was from last year.
4: That that was from June. They're talking about who's coming back. Who were some of the best run stuffers coming back? So someone
2: just threw that in my face. They, I got cold takes exposed.
4: Yes. Yes. And that's actually probably where I got it from. That Q Overton was so good. You can't good. believe
2: Pro Football Focus. Their grades are <laughs> horseshit.
4: They don't know they don't what the assignment is.
2: Yeah, they can't grade oh. that stuff off a of tape. Give me a break. Anyway, yeah, anyway, <laughs> they could have used they could have used anybody because I mean, look, Neville Gallimore playing eighty-seven snaps or whatever. Nobody was going to survive that, except their center kicked his ass most of the day. And I don't understand why is Neville Gallimore like two yards off the line of scrimmage. I guess I should I have, have asked a that question. question
0: into a couple of coaching buddies of mine about that because I don't get that either. I don't. It feels like you're just seeding a yard. Like we're just going to. What give you nose that yard. guard
2: have you ever seen that doesn't try and get as close to the center as humanly possible?
0: <laughs> He's, but it's not new. It's something OU's done. It's that damn frog stance that they did all the time last people year. And then hate that. That people hate that. football seen it.
2: people hate that frog stance. Yep. I. am
3: against it. it's amazing that they can even win football games.
2: <laughs> Eddie is just like He's at the end of his rope
3: I've are never you seen you this frustrated Are you more mad about
0: the takes Eddie or are you more mad about Both How bad it actually yeah, was I,
2: I, I,
4: I, Eddie can I, I, can t- I guess totally
2: It's a combination me. of the fact that it's not not good on the field but then it also causes you great peril cuz you have to deal with pissed off fans yeah, all the time. Yeah, it's, it's it's a yeah. it just it's makes your life a living hell.
4: Like Eddie's been on the message board more than anybody cuz when I have a game like that I just leave. I just let people vent and I don't answer anything. I any, got one really big fight the about
2: the post game podcast and I've just kind of let people do what they do. And it's, it's
3: That's bad. That's what they pay me to do is be there.
2: So. I mean, it's bad because I, I've gotten a few people that have either threatened to cancel or... Like, when this happens, it's always like, you've let this board get out of control. No, the board's always out of control during football season. And the Mike Stoop stuff, it's way beyond... Like, it was out of control in the summer.
3: I just don't understand people have just why People just been they waiting. I just don't understand why they continue to let this shit happen. Like, they continually, and I know that people think that we're Mike Stoops apologists, but they're completely right in saying they haven't played defense down there in six years. Maybe even longer. Maybe a decade.
0: 09 was the last time Oklahoma had a pulse defensively.
3: Yeah. And they're lucky. I mean, they're, they're honestly, they're lucky that they play in a shitty conference. Here's the only problem I foresee. is so if you fire Mike
2: Stoops in the middle of the season... You're just gonna make Ruffin McNeil your defensive coordinator. I, I think that's the guy that's been had just as much a hand in designing oh, this defense as Mike has
3: probably I think that would be the worst decision that Lincoln Riley has made since taking over at Oklahoma. But that's
2: what will
0: happen. What are you talking about, guys? Bob Diaco's already running this show.
4: <laughs> no, he ran the show the first two weeks,
0: Josh. That's right. That's right. He got demoted. They, I they guess were like, you, Okay, yeah, you could, Bob's got it under control.
2: You could promote Bob Diaco.
0: I think you'd have to. I mean because otherwise, you're just playing a man down. That's why I don't love the firing somebody in midseason. Because then you just have one less one less hand involved in the whole. I
4: thing. don't think
3: they're gonna fire
0: anybody.
4: I just but I don't we'll, we'll, they need to figure it out. Will they actually put more people out there? Will they finally do it? Let's take our own advice and just watch Baylor first.
2: That's see true. what happens.
3: That's, fair. That's you know, fair, but I just it's it, it. I can see why people are so angry because it seems like they just keep doing the same thing over and over again. They don't even try to figure out. To me ways. it's not rocket science
2: though Like the Iowa State game They did the same thing They went after Motley all game They, they, they basically ran a Baylor type offense They ran inside zone Outside of the tackling But listen they ran inside zone
3: With David Montgomery
2: He had 82 yards And then they, Iowa State they had one, one, one the on ones on Russian the outside teams in the country. I don't know what you're yelling about
3: Iowa State's one of the worst teams a point. in the country
2: Worst <laughs> What's your point
3: Iowa State is one of the worst rushing teams in the country. <laughs> My entire I don't give
2: a what they did against them. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to lay this out for you. My God, somebody's got to have some sanity around here. Um, the the Iowa State game, like, I don't think it's a giant indictment on the defense. It's just the way that they played, and I don't know that Baylor is going to come in here and target one player like they did with Parnell. Motley.
4: But they have enough receivers that they can I mean, they target don't have to. any I mean, of them.
2: If anything, it's going to finally expose Trey Norwood, which I've talked a lot about, which nobody else
3: wants to admit, or see it my way. That's like the 13th worst thing about this defense. What, Trey Norwood? Yes. Well,
2: it is until he turns into to uh, Trey, Julian Wilson, 2014. Trey
3: Norwood is the least of Oklahoma's problems defensively. Guys,
0: somebody asked me this the other day. For Oklahoma to be a good defense, I mean, like a, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think anybody should have any illusions that in the Big Twelve you're going to consistently be a top twenty defense. It's just not very realistic. But if you're going to say top thirty-five, which with Oklahoma's offense, you can beat anybody at any time with that sort of defense. How many guys that are currently starting would start for that defense? Murray. Man. Man. Okay, I could get there.
4: For what team?
0: Like for a defense that was going to be good <laughs> to enough to be
4: really good to be a top yeah. thirty. Who among defense? the starters right now would actually play on this really good defense?
0: Hypothetical defense, yeah. Like who? Who is of that caliber?
4: Can Can we move Buki to corner? Yeah. Thank you.
0: That That would be a move, sure. Yeah. So I mean, three, four, maybe. And I, I don't. I'm not presenting this as an excuse. I'm just saying, I. This, this defense has holes that have to be covered. I mean, they just do, because there's a few guys that wouldn't play for a mediocre defense.
2: Here's one thing that I think Iowa State taught everybody is if you look at this defense, what's the, what's the biggest thing that they're missing? It's right in front of your face. What's the biggest thing that this defense doesn't have?
3: A competent coordinator.
2: Dominant nose. Personnel. Nose tackle. No, they don't have any rush-ins. I would say that would be. The only way that you're going to get in trouble is from people blitzing. And Iowa State figured that out because they're smart as hell and they just max protected the whole game. Now Baylor goes empty a lot. They go four wides. I don't know that they're big into max protecting, but to me, if you're playing Oklahoma, the fact that they have no one that can really beat you one on one on the edges. You can you can work
4: around that. That's a real problem moving forward. That's what Mike said. They don't have a oboe. They got to get creative. So this is the week where we see it. God, they don't even have there, a tapper.
1: Guys,
0: there are some whispers about Jalen Redmond, like getting closer to maybe getting out there.
3: Yeah, I, I mean... If I, he is
0: even sort of close, do you run him out there this year?
3: I was driving by... I was leaving basketball practice yesterday. I'll say it just because I saw it. He, he was out there in full pads with a non-contact jersey on. I don't know what that means. I don't know how much he's doing out there, but he was out there. Credentials just pulled. Sorry for driving down a street <laughs> and looking over. I just wanted to see if I could get you triggered. Because you haven't oh, I think been triggered enough today. Well, I'm sure that the way that they're treating us right now, as far as the media, they'll try and gouge my eyes out after uh, the game on Saturday.
4: There's got to be something though, because I just saw OU's official Twitter account only talked hot and in, in blood so too. I don't know what message is being sent, but it's just weird. Weird. It's weird. Those weird, two weird timing are the the golden voices voices for the
2: team because. I wouldn't say either one of them have played very well in the last couple of games.
3: You were both awful on Saturday. Your thoughts. Your thoughts. <laughs>
2: I think I asked... I asked Khalil Hotton a question about what's it like when you have one guy on defense just loafing. I didn't say because it's usually you. But he's had some horrible looks. That touchdown that Hakeem Butler had the last one, the long one. He was just standing there flat-footed.
4: I don't even know if he's loafing. He might just not have the natural instinct to be that guy, which is why... To not stand (laughs) on on a field like you're a right fielder picking daisies.
2: Yeah. So anyway, uh, I look, Baylor's going to tell us a lot. I don't know...
3: What is, kind of excitement is going to be
2: in the stadium? That I mean, is that sad?
4: Is that sad that Baylor is going to tell I don't you think a Baylor's lot? Baylor's going to tell us anything? You don't th- okay.
3: I think Baylor's a bad football I, team. I
0: think Baylor's going to tell you exactly what you think they're going to tell you. I think. Uh, Do o- what well, well, does yards. that mean? No, what I'm
2: saying is, they're a bad football team, and if they're able to move the ball and pick up a lot of yards on OU, it's terrible. And the defense Do you have has any no
0: shots that Baylor won't go for 400 yards. No, they'll put up 4 to 450. I guarantee it.
4: They'll put uh, up thirty, at least thirty yep. points.
0: That that's coming. Like it's, anybody it's coming. that's not expecting that, just fooling themselves.
4: They'll have a couple sustained drives and they'll have a couple really big pass plays, and it's going to yep. be thirty. Yeah, just get. And, I mean, get ready for it. So what's the final going to be? Denzel Mims
0: is really, really I, good. Like, like, fifty-six to
4: Butler. thirty-one. I I think I got like fifty-two to thirty-four, something like that. It's gross. It, it's gonna be a. We got blessed with a three hour game last week. We we're gonna get like a four four hour game Saturday.
2: I might write my Mike Stoops has to go article after that. The one that you've all been waiting for.
0: I'm fixing to, like, it's gonna be. I mean, there's gonna be people in tears. Carrie, people want that story.
2: Oh, I know. Trust me.
0: Be, I think noel may write you a love letter
4: the most liked post ever
0: <laughs> Carrie has seven thousand likes all of a sudden
2: which i I don't understand why people care I really don't why people well, don't care no why why they care so much that I say it
0: I think it's because i like they would never want to say this you're there every day man like you're there they they I mean, part of it's they want a justification for their own feelings.
3: They, yeah, they want... they want. That's the, sa- it's the same reason why everybody's bitching about the questions that are asked at the press conferences. They want to feel better about their miserable lives. I think that's a little far. But th-
2: there's no doubt that people want you to make accusations and not ask questions. Right. Because they want the truth. They they feel they're entitled to them, and like that somehow is going to. Like that's the other thing about it is like, if you ask the accusatory question, it doesn't mean that the person on the other end of that question is going to open up and be completely honest for the first time in their life.
0: It's actually going to do the exact opposite. Yeah. In that vein, Carrie, I was listening again. listening to the post game pod and listening to. And I know Eddie put the full thing up on, on the board as well. The Mike Susan post game, did he seem more, even more defensive than usual? Like yes. I, I, somebody yeah. asked him a question, he kind of, "You guys are going to go there, but I'm not going to go." Like, and I was like, well, "I thought the question was pretty reasonable." Sir,
3: you just gave up 400 yards on the ground to Army. I think there's a reason why people are pissed.
2: The bad part was that his hat was on backwards and upside down. It just was a bad look. This is going to
0: trigger me. This is the stupidest shit ever. Stop talking about this, people. It doesn't matter that his at is backwards. I, I was talking. Well, he shouldn't early have done it. He
2: shouldn't have done it because all the people that hate him or want him fired are going to make a big deal out of it, which they they did. And they they lose credibility. They know come better. off
0: crazy. They're talking about stuff that doesn't matter. If he wants to coach the damn defense in a thong and he holds him to five point or seven points a game, no one's going to give a shit.
2: Oh, I had to delete a thread. It matters or it doesn't. I had to delete a thread that was someone trying to make a call to action to dig up dirt on Mike Stoops' personal life. Oh, Lord. Just like, you've lost your mind.
0: Yeah, it, it... When you go that far with it, you lose any, re- like any chance for someone to take you
3: seriously. But he does nothing to help himself. I think I that's the thing. I agree with
0: that. No, no, I, I agree. He paints the target on himself.
3: Okay, it's
2: time for another awkwardly placed segment.
0: <laughs> yes! Let's do it. Get to the Fridge. Grab yourself a Native Amber, an F5 IPA, or any of the great Coop Ale Works beers, because it's time to make a toast to this week's Player to Watch.
2: All right, uh, the Coop Ale Works Player to Watch. Is it Coach to Watch? Do we have to make it that? Mike Stoops? Should be. I mean, I'm not... I'm, I'm just saying we can do whatever we want. I, I mean, is there anything that we think we're going to learn from that? I mean, look, I think that there is... If you want me to nominate a player on the offense, it would be one person, which I think is something that we could learn uh, as we go along because he finally led the team in rushing and that was Trey Sermon. Here's Lincoln Riley talking about Trey Sermon uh, on Monday.
1: For him, even though he played a lot for us last year, he kind of assumed that role as kind of our our closer a little bit, and it's it's different going into a game where you know, you've seen what's happened for two or three quarters, you got an idea of what's going on, you've had a chance to kind of settle in, and then and then to now where you're out there right off the bat and going. So I think he's even though he's played a lot, I think he's still learning. I think he's still you know, getting in sync with our offensive line, with Kyler, with what we're wanting to do offensively. But I think he played well, and I think he's close to playing really well.
2: And I asked Bill Biedenbow about this yesterday, just about the importance of having like a running back finally, kind of being your guy. Because, look, this offense has been really good when Rodney Anderson has been the guy and it just seems like they get into a rhythm and they start pounding on people and dominating a football game physically. I just don't think it's the same way when Kyler Murray is your your leading rusher. And if Trey Sermon can start kind of figuring this out and being that number one guy, which he hasn't really been, I think that's big
4: for this offense. I like Bill's answer to to that question. Oh, he shit all over my <laughs> he question. He really did, but... Yeah, I mean... Oh, I'll
2: play it for you. I've got it right here. Here's Bill Bedenboe. You guys start off the season, you know, Rodney, your running game seems to have a flow to it in the first game, and then Kyler leads you in rushing, and then now we see Trey kind of come back and lead you in rushing. Is that important for your offensive line to have a, a running back that can get them in a rhythm like that?
0: You know, um, I don't know. I get asked those, you know, who's the running back? This, it, that doesn't matter, you know what I mean? Now, I think it's important for the running back to get into a rhythm, but... Who it is back there, I mean, I don't even know who's back there half the time. So, I'm sure they don't. Maybe they do. Heck, you'd have to ask them. But, I mean, half the time, I don't know who's who the running back is. You're blocking a play, a front, you know, those things. You're not worried about who the running back is. So, I think it is important for running backs to get in rhythm, seeing things, you know, over and over and the different things that that they're doing. Especially for us. You know, we get played a little bit differently than we saw on film, you know. Um you know, for whatever reason, but, um, you know, so for, for that reason, I think it is for the running back more, more than an offensive line.
2: So that, that's my candidate offense. I know uh, Bob had somebody on uh, defense. Josh, do you have anybody that you can really think of that just like, I want to see this guy, I want to see more of this guy?
0: On defense?
2: Either, either offense or defense.
0: Mm, I, I, I'm, I'm firmly in TJ Pledger's camp. I want to see more of that dude on the field.
2: Yeah, because I got to tell you, Bill Nobody's really having to guess who your running back is Who's in the game at running back Because 90% of the time, it's Trey Sermon you know, the only
3: guy that carried the ball on Yeah
2: so.
0: I mean, but with, with that, you have to Again, you go back to 40 plays I mean, you know, how, how Marquise Brown didn't get any touches I guarantee that wasn't part of the game plan
4: Bob, your player to watch? I'm going with Buki because this is what he was brought brought in for to stop these Big Twelve high-powered passing offenses. Here's Lincoln Riley talking about whether
2: Buki has been kind of disappointing or not so far up to this point.
1: Yeah, no, he's he's uh, he's been eager. You know, he's he's almost been. I think at times maybe so eager to make big plays that that uh, I think he's, you know, he's having to learn to let the game come to him a little bit right now. Uh, he's He's done a lot of things well. You know, he plays, he's fearless. He plays extremely fast, extremely decisive for a young player. You know, and he's, I think he's really just kind of starting to settle in. So the the big plays are coming for him. I mean, he's a big play kind of guy. He's going to do some things through the year that's going to that'll you know that'll wow people. Um, and it's just a matter of time there. So the key for him is is just like we've talked to him about is don't try to force it. Just just you know let the game come to you. And then as you continue to grow, the, the big plays will come. So um, he's he's done some really good things, and I think he's. You kind of feel like he's right on the cusp of of breaking out and playing really well for us.
2: You know, guys. I think with Buki, uh, I I don't know that the game has needed to slow down for him as much as he's just had to make a massive adjustment
4: to the physicality of college football. He doesn't like to tackle. He likes to throw his shoulder and kind of see what what uh, happens. It's pretty hard
3: to do that when you're like five foot eight. So. He he's tiny. Figure out that he needs to use his arms and wrap up on somebody. I think people got... It's not that hard. I think people got...
4: <laughs> I think people got...
2: People got uh, maybe a false sense of how big he is because his hair is so big. Like, it makes you think that he's
4: bigger than he is. Well, because... Yeah, he's that tiny little man. Re- in recruiting, you have to add a, cu- a couple inches. You don't want to say to do is 5'8 fi- on a profile. Cause you'll hear from it from the coach or the (laughs) you'll hear something, yeah. So you put five, five, ten, five, eleven. Make make them feel good.
0: Did anybody else just picture Eddie like as Matt Foley with like and Buki's on the couch and he's sitting there and he's talking to him and Eddie's like, it's not that hard. (laughs) You're gonna be in a band (laughs) down by the river, son. Eddie is he's He's doling
2: out advice. Star. I mean.
0: You're not—I mean, like, Eddie, you're not wrong, but he's also being asked to do something that's not—I it, its not, I mean, he should be tackling wide receivers, not trying to come up and tackle Army's fullbacks. Like, he's being asked to do something he's not built to do.
2: You can't ask— and he's, you can't,
0: and he's serviceable just because he's a really good player.
2: You can't ask Eddie to do things he's not built to do either. Just give football so, advice on how to tackle.
3: I don't know what that means, Kerry. <laughs>
2: I'm saying we like, need to let you be yourself. And not I You're just I like that you're angry today. I really do. I don't like that I'm having to I think you're gonna set a record with F bombs.
0: He's a hot little potato right now.
3: Spend fifteen minutes on the board and see if your feelings change. Have you been <laughs> on the board this entire show? No.
2: Alright, uh well. I'm going to make another executive decision. Let's say our person to watch is Mike Stoops. Because I think Ooh. that's what everybody is going to look for in this game, that they're going to judge. If it doesn't go well, he better just have his visor on right. Because that's not going to be pretty. Uh if things
3: don't go right, he better not
2: come in. <laughs> I want to remind you guys, uh, Coop Ale Works. Uh, they're a nine-year-old craft brewery in Oklahoma City. Eddie could use some right now. Um, they've got seven year-round beers, four seasonals. The Oktoberfest is out right now. I am starting to really love the DNR. That's a nice little nightcap beverage. Uh, make sure to stock up uh, your tailgate with some Coop F5 IPAs or the Horny Toad Blondes, which uh, is really my, be- my favorite overall. If you're going to cook out... The Horny Toad Blonde is the beer for me. Uh, so make sure you stock up before the Baylor game this week, and you have a little extra time at the 2.30 start, uh, which should be nice. So thanks to Coop Work for being a great sponsor, both the Unofficial 40 and the Post Game podcast. All right, uh, other things this week that are uh, big on the horizon is, guys, you've kind of, Josh, you and Bob have kind of had a little bit of a break with recruiting in the dead period. Uh, but now Boom, things back. are starting to heat up. Josh, why don't it, you start and tell us exactly uh, what's happening this weekend with recruiting.
0: Well it really is. I mean Oklahoma is hosting Bob, if I'm not mistaken, you know, check me if I'm wrong on this, their first official vid- visitors that are not currently committed. Nope, Jacoby Jones. That that was the one that I had wrong. Okay. Right. He like, became there's, committed. There's I'm forgetting. Yep. He
4: became committed, but he wasn't at the uh at the time.
0: So Oklahoma Let's bring in four uncommitted players for official visits this weekend. Uh, Jordan Battle, the safety from St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, Jalen Catalan, the safety from Mansfield Legacy. Uh, Finley Felix, an offensive tackle from Coffeeville Community College. And Kenny McIntosh, the running back from Fort Lauderdale University. Uh, really, it's a really interesting thing because as of what, Bob, a week ago, 10 days, It looked like Peyton Powell was going to come in this weekend, and Oklahoma might be closing out his recruitment with a decision. Now it looks like that's changed completely from everything I'm gathering, Um, and Oklahoma is now a little more focused on battling Catalan. And those guys being the guys they are, both Rivals 250-type players, I don't know how Oklahoma could say no to either of them. They, I mean, we just got in talking about Oklahoma's need at safety, and you're talking about two of the best in the country. Battle's actually committed to Ohio State. So it's a big coup for Kerry Cooks and Chip Viney and those guys to get him on campus. So I it's a huge weekend for Oklahoma. Obviously, I think, you know, and Bob, Bob really brought it up before even I got to it yesterday. When Jaden Davis announced he's coming unofficially, he is Jordan Battle's high school teammate. They're good friends. There is, I mean, this is you know kind of like looking back to the spring game. This is played about as perfectly as Oklahoma could possibly play it. They have one big, you know, stick to swing and this is their chance to take their shot at battle. And
3: there is nothing that makes me think that they can get either of these guys. Is that
4: too no. harsh? No, I mean what what Eddie's saying is not all that wrong. Cuz here's the thing, it's set up perfectly. They, these kids have bye weeks so they're not showing up Saturday morning all all tired. They're all coming in Friday they're ready but it's going to be up to the defense to perform on the field so that the fans don't turn on them like they did against Baylor 4 4 years ago. You go and the official visitor at that game, if you remember, there were a bunch of guys at that Baylor game 2014 where oh you look like they could have made a strong close and they went the opposite direction. No one committed from that game because of the way it it went. So it's all set up. All the pieces are there for a big weekend. It's going to be up to the defense to produce. I think the
3: game has. I think there's too much stock that's put into the game.
4: It. I think there's there's definitely validity to that at certain points. But when you're looking at a defense that struggles, I think you, those guys don't want to see a defense give up 40 points and say that was a great part of the visit. I don't. I,
3: well, the, yeah. And, on, the, and, on the flip side of that, though, I don't know how a guy couldn't watch that and think. I could come in here and play immediately.
0: Well, sure, but you're talking about Jordan Battle, that's committed to Ohio State, who is just running out one first-round draft pick after another right. in the defensive backfield. Then you have Jaden Catalan, who everybody kind of thinks is a Texas lean. Well, look at Caden Stearns; he's running out there as a freshman. They've got a ton of guys out there. I mean, at some he point may you may have to start focus with his knee injury. It... He may think, okay, I'm going to have to redshirt regardless. At
2: some point, you have to look at other situations it's better to recruit from a position of strength. Look at Oklahoma in offense. I mean, uh, yeah. they got Spencer Radler because they're so good at quarterback. I, I, It's got to be the same for defense. I mean, yeah, you can say, well, there's a need there, but if you're just bringing in a guy to replace people that no one wants, or and it's been years and years of that. I mean, there's been no first-round draft picks at safety or corner for Oklahoma. I, I mean – at some point, that really starts to hurt you, I would think, when you're talking about recruiting against Ohio State and recruiting against Alabama and all these other places.
4: And what what Eddie's saying about the game, okay, that's not, again, that's not that wrong, but what could happen is if you let that game affect the rest of the weekend. I remember that, Baylor. I remember talking to Dominic uh, Alexander, Zach, San, uh, Zach Sanchez, about how tough it was to then host those kids at night. Mm-hmm. On campus corner, when you just lost by thirty-four points, the vibe just changes if the game doesn't go a certain way. So that that's one thing I will I will be I watching. Kyler Murray doesn't get paralyzed in this game.
3: It's when you got to make a couple phone calls and dip into the uh, bag of drugs on campus corner. What? Oh, we're not gonna we're acting like college kids don't do drugs. Is that what we're doing? That's as dumb as. What they're throwing out there on defense? I didn't say a word.
0: Will there be an emporium on the sky bridge to Sugars, Eddie? Yeah, there should be. Yeah,
3: especially when the medical marijuana laws pass.
4: Now, Josh, we talked Are
2: you going to leave us to start a CBD empire? It won't be Wouldn't a CBD.
3: Happen- I'll tell you that.
2: Whatever. There's a <laughs> CBD cafe opening up on Campus Corner. They should
3: close. I that think where the
4: Meatball House was, maybe. <laughs>
3: they should close that.
4: Well, Josh talking about the four official guys. Yes, Josh talk about. What the, about everything. some <laughs> of the unofficial? Do you think there's any chance of something going uh going down this weekend?
0: You know, not really. Uh Princely, god, I, good good luck names, on that names. one. Yeah. Yeah, Princely, the defensive end from Manor Texas that is a 2020 offer. Um actually planning to go see him Friday. It's a li- it's not quite concrete that I'm gonna make that trip yet, but that is the current plan. Um going uh gonna get a chance to talk with him. He's a guy that OU offered following seeing him at the Houston satellite camp. Uh it's his first trip to Norman, so he's definitely a guy that OU's put a lot of focus in. Um I I don't think anything will happen with him. The guy that, you know, you, you gotta watch a little bit is jv and Hester from finally, Booker T. finally I
4: mean, making the trip.
0: Finally making that trip down That's huge for Oklahoma. I think it's a chance to kind of get things back on track with him where it kind of felt like, I don't think Oklahoma was in bad shape. I still think if he picked today, he'd pick Oklahoma. I just think they'd lost some momentum. and You know, it really, back in the summer, you know, when we saw him at the uh, the Nike camp in Dallas, Bob, it felt like this could happen any day now. And then now it's like, ah, you know, he he feels like a kid that's going to at least take some official visits next spring, and we'll kind of see what happens, but... I think it's a chance for Oklahoma to just like to just to re-cement themselves and re- kind of continue to build that relationship. So those are the two guys that are uncommitted right now. I, I will say, we you know, we talked a lot about the safeties and that kind of thing. Finley Felix, uh, the offensive tackle from Coffeeville, He's a guy I would definitely keep an eye on. This is his first ever official visit. I've spoken to him some. He seems very excited.
2: I I can talk I to him know. about the Ville if he wants to.
0: <laughs> I, I don't... Think he'll do anything this weekend? But I definitely he's the if there's any guy that I think okay that that's the guy I would bet on. He's the one I'd pick of the official of the visitors we've confirmed so far. Does,
4: does Finley have any other visits set up yet? That's what I Not, I couldn't track track down.
0: As far as I know, no. I don't think he's set anything else up. And you know we talked about that um, with somebody I think last week where that's always uh, Jacoby Jones. Yeah, with Jones. But that's kind of a telling sign. When, you know, like, oh, I'm really excited about this one, but I want to wait, but I have no idea what I'm waiting for. Like, that that usually kind of tells you something. So, like I said, I, I think it's probably a coin flip. If you made me guess, I'd say he doesn't commit. But I I, I think it's also telling Oklahoma's made no real overtures to any other ju- junior college offensive lineman. And I know for a fact they want a JUCO offensive tackle. They want somebody to come in and compete immediately. And when they lost out on Anthony Wigan they had already offered Finley Felix, and they just made no adjustments since then. So I, I think it's pretty clear that Bill Beatonbow and company think they're in a pretty good spot with him.
2: Eddie, were you running the Cubs Twitter account last
4: night? No. Oh, the porn thing? Yeah. Yeah. That's weird.
0: Did they tweet out porn? Yeah. Maybe your Cubs aren't so bad after all, Eddie. No, they're f-
4: They're
2: playing like shit. <laughs> they got the former Royals coming after him right now.
0: No, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's just the another... thing
3: they need to do is have a 40-win team come after him.
0: It's just another Marlin out there doing good things somewhere other than in South Florida. So, Christian Yelich doing his deal.
3: He got drafted by the Cubs.
4: Did he? I, I didn't know so. that.
3: I just knew it was He's his He's with debut. their farm system.
4: Eddie, you going to be okay? Yeah, I think so. You want to talk some basketball, Eddie?
3: No, not really. Okay. Not.
4: <laughs> I think basketball can wait. They did get three commits since yeah, the last. Yeah, okay. Um, Throw the, the commits out there. Victor Iwakor. That's how you say it. He is a... Iwakor? Power, yeah. from He's a power forward, another rivals, 150 guy. Then the very next day, you get Jalen Hill from Vegas. Another rivals 150 guy. Then Corbin Merritt, a junior college. This will be a project. This is a three for three guy. I had a stress fracture last season. You don't hey, know. Yeah, you don't know much about him. They'll take a chance, and so that gives you four. They're still not done. They're actually bringing in another guy uh, this weekend. But I, I think they want one more, and then you save that sixth scholarship for the grad transfer market. That's become its own recruiting season in itself. So one more guy? Yeah, I think they want another score to join Davion Harmon. They got nice pieces so. around him. I think they want one more to, to go with them.
0: Who, do we, Bob, is there one guy, I mean, do they have that, okay, we want it to be this guy, or is there, it, is it have, kind of a open?
4: could be Malik Hall, who visited last weekend. Tyson Atien was a guy that was very popular a couple of weeks ago. That's kind of trailing off a little bit. Terry Armstrong, has OU in his Final Four, but he's from Scottsdale, and Arizona's in the Final Four, so it's hard to see the Sooners beating out a kid like that. So, Hall... Between Purdue and OU, that seems to be the real big question here going into the next couple weeks. Miller still hadn't been taken down by the FBI yet? Sean In Millen? Arizona? That, uh,
3: I think today's the one-year anniversary of all that. Is it With, really? Uh, Louisville and everything coming wow. out by
4: the feds. It's weird going to the first day of practice, not not knowing who some of those guys were. Is Brady Manick just not going to be happy until he's homeless? He Larry Bird. That's that's what he's going for. It it kind of became a thing. Quite in, the look. It came a thing in the summer when we got a chance to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, he started
2: growing the mustache
4: and, at the end and, of last year. Yeah, and so then it just kind of blew up. I think he's embraced it. Larry of the Prairie has been his nickname, and I think he he really likes he doesn't it. live up to it at this point. Not I mean, not yet, and that's crazy not even to close. say that,
3: but. We'll say he he looks good physically from what we saw at the first practice yesterday. He's like he's put on he, some pounds. Yeah, I bet he's added twenty five thirty pounds. I mean, it's he was. Night and day I mean, different. he wasn't like you know chubby or anything, but he just he was a long, lean, skinny kid. He's very skinny. He's definitely added some good weight. Uh, this game's not sold out yet. This Baylor game. I bet, like the last couple, it'll magically be sold out by Friday night. It's funny how that works, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I would think that it uh magically But you gets.
2: know what? I mean I nobody ever talks about this and I don't think the administration would appreciate anybody talking about this, but that's a pretty big deal. Like that games now are not so I mean it just shows you what's happening to attendance at college yeah. football games. I mean, is
3: it though because you know who trumps something like that? Nebraska. And they're about as irrelevant as it comes in college football. Well, now they've never been more irrelevant than they are right now. I watched that I first half it.
4: for Michigan. So they're still selling something. out in yeah, Nebraska? Absolutely. I, I think I, they're I at think
3: like 300-something so. in a row. And OU's Guys. like 119, 120. Is that right? Yeah. I I love the, uh, the failure sure. of the program that Nebraska's going through right now because I think everybody thought that uh, Scott Frost was going to come in there and just turn everything around in a year. And it's a lot harder than that when your program is completely dead. And, by the way... Well, and then they got their quarterback back and they still... Yeah, see. I should say... They're, yeah, they're all... If Martinez is healthy, this season looks you know really different. You know who's them. headed in the same direction of where Nebraska is right now, right? Mm, let's see. Traditional in, power? No, I wouldn't say traditional power. They're, no. in, they're in the... Well, I would put UCLA up there. Uh, UCLA is pretty embarrassing, but this is this program's more embarrassing. And I've been on this since day one, saying that they're an embarrassing program. Texas A&M. No, you're <laughs> close though. Okay, they're in the conference. Oh, is it Baylor? No,
4: they're in the SEC. SEC. Just no, they're, oh. in the, they're in the Big Twelve. Oh well, see, I, I. Well, you said in the my...
0: conference, so I got confused.
4: I mean, yeah, I mean, in, in
3: this conference. Okay. 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 Kansas oh. State. Ding ding ding. Yeah, oh. yeah. When you have a senile old man running your program, you're currently oh, you're seeing age- how it goes. You are an
2: ageist. You are a little the guy bit should he
4: should not be allowed to be in charge of a football program. Can, okay, did he make a quarterback switch without telling the assistants? Is that what the story was? From yes. Yesterday. Well he,
2: he told the assistants this is our quarterback. Okay. Like giving them Dana Dimmel is he still their offensive coordinator? No, he's the head no. coach at Utah. Now. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He got out of there before all. Bill Snyder is bringing happened.
3: down the program day by day, and people but are just that's, sitting that's around and letting right. it happen. I mean, they have to, to let.
2: They're screwed. If they was, have to if let If I was it the athletic happen.
3: director, I would have taken his name off the stadium and fired him yesterday.
2: his <laughs> name, <laughs> <laughs> it's his own field. Doesn't he have the field and can, the
3: stadium? Then they could play somewhere Bill else.
2: Bill Snyder Family Stadium and like Bill Snyder Field. It was Wagner Field when oh, okay. I yeah, when, yeah, when, when I, I lived, lived he's there.
3: He's an old man and he's senile and he's God, running he's the so program. ageist. Can, you hate Canada everyone State... that's over the age of sixty. You really do. Yeah, I do. I do.
2: You think that they're all worthless and they should be put out to pasture? Yeah, basically.
3: Besides Barry <sighs> Switzer.
0: See, I, I've, I've talked about this in previous pods. I'm not that far away from Eddie's opinion on this. Like, I, don't I don't think I don't they really should be allowed to drive. have got a lot of purpose about 60.
3: Certainly not post on a message board. <laughs> and definitely not vote. You're talking about all people in general?
2: Not like media personalities? No, or yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. If you're over 65
4: to 70 years old, you're Just in your life.
3: Don't yeah, basically
4: don't, find a Kavorki. Don't drive in the left lane, please.
0: I I think you I think at some point that like medical care should just be rescinded because at that point you can either survive on your own or you cannot.
2: If you need and antibiotics to live past the age of sixty-five, you are screwed. There's, there's just only not, you're a drain on all. Of there's there's only three
3: point. people that get a pass: Switzer, Woofy, <laughs> and my dad. <laughs> what about your mom? <laughs> Oh, I was thinking only males. <laughs> uh, just yeah. So the farm. old women get to stay, but the men have to die off. Yeah, I think so. Mm.
2: But they're the bad drivers.
3: Oh, wow. I just wow. race past them.
2: Not when they're all out. That's all that there is. They block everything. True. By the way, I've noticed this. I drive a lot. People from Texas are the worst left lane offenders. They just don't give a shit. If I see someone in the left lane, I know it's a Texas tag when I come up to him.
0: It's a, it's, a, it's a hard fact. Although, Eddie's a left lane driver. We've had this conversation.
3: Stay in the fast lane.
0: That, I, I Eddie, don't mind that if you're cooking. Do not be over there doing the speed limit. That is some, that's some bull.
3: Eddie's a pretty fast driver, though.
0: That's fine, then. Get,
3: get it. There's not a lot of time to be on the roads. We got things to do. I <laughs> gotta get back and moderate a message board. I feel like we've we've improved your mood
2: now that we're nearing the end of the podcast.
3: Just talking about OU defensively really doesn't necessarily depress me, but it just triggers It gets you me. angry, yeah.
4: It wears you down. Because the thing is is more four like, games I into the
3: season and the, it's as it's, bad as it was at thing, any point last year. That's one thing about it. The other thing is they, the coaches, the program does nothing to help themselves as far as... And I, I don't think that they should necessarily, but if they just acted like they gave a shit when they talked to us... But what are they going to do? I know. It's a no-win situation for them because anything that they say is going to be misconstrued by everybody else. Here's my... Here's the my... bottom line, and I think the same thing is with the fans. I think they, everybody just wants to see you play better defense. Yeah, The coaches want it, the players want it And it's making it. everyone's life miserable That they're not And I think everybody's just pressing on the issue almost As far as There's only six days in between every Saturday And every Saturday ends up being a Should we Let's start a pool uh, If Baylor Rushes or no, if, they,
2: if they go for over 400 yards total offense Easy Will someone write a Mike Stoops Must go article and who will that person be I mean, the easy money's on John Hoover.
0: Beat him with a punch. Be the hero they need, (laughs) Kerry.
2: Nobody wants to take a crack if that's going to happen or not? Of who will write it? it? Will it happen? Oh, it'll depend
4: one. how how I mean, it, it happens. Depends. If
2: you give up 400 yards, like and that's like the if other, they lose, it's got to have to be written. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: But like if it's a there will be fire Lincoln Riley articles probably out there flying around. Like if you're thinking about the Bruins, I don't
2: game. know about that, but probably Lincoln. If you don't make this decision, <laughs> you should go to.
0: There, probably. well, I mean, guys, it's a reality. It, it's just like no matter what. I mean, we've talked about on this pod forever. No matter what you want to say the end result of the defense reflects on Mike. Well, the end result of the whole team reflects on Lincoln, and the defense is part of that.
2: So Will this game
4: allowing in doubt to
0: not be good enough is a
2: problem.
4: Will this game be in doubt in the fourth quarter? that That's the question. That's why it depends how they if get the four. If it's not, it's a yards. massive
3: failure on every person's part in the entire program.
2: You're saying if they are, have not put it away by the fourth quarter. Correct.
4: Right. But if, like, if Baylor gets 200 yards in the fourth quarter against backups—
2: yeah, and they go from like 14 to 28 or something.
4: Right. That, that's something you can live that's with. O- that's, o- that's okay. I then feel that's then part you're not it. not right in that. I feel like that's part of the problem,
2: though, too, is the first two games, the, the they're doing really well. Starters they put the backups well. in, right. and they, they, they completely skew the stats and the score, and it's almost like the defensive staff's been like, well, we're not letting that happen anymore. Of course, it doesn't help when you're in shootouts the next two weeks. And the other
3: side of the buck is is that it's like, you know, you can throw all these stats out that Army only scored three touchdowns in the game. They scored once in their last they seven have possessions. They three
2: drives where they were just 16, like 17, and 19 plays or whatever.
3: But you look at the box score, and then it really gets magnified because, I mean, they got the ball ran down their throat, and they did nothing to stop it. But... At the same time. They you're
2: just going to make yourself crazy again.
3: Well, I'm just... You're heading that
2: direction. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking myself right now. He's te- he's I don't know why you're bringing this up again. I mean, you were fine <laughs> five just... minutes ago. You're rehashing the army game again for no reason. You're doing this to yourself.
3: No, I'm not. You absolutely I'm are. Out. I'm talking it out.
4: But it's only making you upset. It needs to be talked about. <laughs> it makes your voice it's rap poison, Eddie. Your, your tone starts I would changing. I poison right now. You're starting to rub your head, and the tone like, the tone starts changing as you keep talking about it. It's just bullshit.
2: All right. I don't even know how long this podcast is has been going, but I feel like we're at an end. I hope everybody feels better. They don't, and you know that.
4: So, Josh, you going anywhere Thursday?
2: Yeah, I'm going to go
0: see uh, Devon Graham, uh, DJ Graham. Ooh, nice, Central nice. nice. So, yeah, going to go check that one out. Like I said, planning to go see Princely on Friday. If not, it may be a Houston game. I'm, I'm kind of trying to work that out. Um, one quick thing, because it's already emerging all over Twitter – Kelly Bryant is not coming to Oklahoma. People, stop, stop <laughs> with that conversation. Just, it's yeah, not we've already happening. had
2: that question on Twitter during the, while we've been recording this.
0: That guy is not a good enough quarterback to run Clemson's offense. He definitely can't do it in Oklahoma.
2: And you're not so, going to piss off Spencer Rattler in the process.
0: Exactly. Oklahoma doesn't need a new wide receiver.
2: They'd rather have Austin Kendall than Kelly. Why?
3: Bryan. Why would they? Like, why I, would they I, even I, be I interested? Don't know. I think that's one of those things that people just see the guy's name out there and that's it. He started at Clemson.
4: I bet he could start at Oklahoma. (laughs) That's all it is. The same thing happened at safety. Everybody's like, "Oh, they should have
0: taken that guy that transferred from Ole Miss, the Deontay Anderson kid, who's not playing for Houston right now." By the way, Shea
2: Patterson's not really worked out all that great at Michigan.
1: Well, I don't know. The last couple weeks, yeah, really.
0: I mean. yeah. He was definitely not Notre Dame. Notre sucked, Dame. yeah,
3: but I think yeah. my favorite.
0: I think Notre Dame's defense might just be really, really good.
3: Notre Dame's defense is really good, but one of my favorite takes right now is uh, Notre Dame gets through this weekend. That's a college football playoff team, which I, I guess is halfway true, but people are acting like they've. Played teams or beat well, up on thought, teams. Everybody thought it was Michigan, Ball State, Vanderbilt, and Wake Forest. Everybody also thought OSU was going to be undefeated till
2: till Bedlam after the Boise State game. I mean, yeah, shit changes. I mean, that's I watched
0: that game with some Oklahoma State fans. They were in pain.
3: They should be. I that think their was, head coach might be a child.
0: <laughs> I freaking you know it, it's I, I'm certainly here to take my medicine when I get somebody wrong. Baker Mayfield was way off about him. Alan Bowman, I love that guy in high school. Didn't even know I was going to see him. I went to watch Alito to watch Jason McClellan and, uh, uh, oh, God, the big offensive lineman that went to Michigan, Bob. Um,
4: oh, Phil, uh, Phil Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I went to watch them a couple years ago, and they beat the crap out of Grapevine. But that kid, he was the only reason Grapevine did anything that night. They had a receiver that was pretty good. But, I mean, Bowman, like then, I was like, this guy is really good. He wouldn't fit OU in what they do now, but <laughs> o, OU could have done worse than him last year. He, he's a really good
2: player. I'm sure Cliff Kingsbury will do something to piss him off. Yeah, I mean,
3: you know. Sleep with his girlfriend.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that would do it, I bet. Deal with
3: it. That's what I'd do if I was a coach. If you wanted to run a guy off, just bang his girlfriend. Well, Not that's, every that's coach can do that. better than Mike Leach. Leach. No, there's only one coach that can do that. Yeah. Coach Cliff. Close personal, Frank. Kingsbury maybe Seth Luttrell yeah maybe he might be he looks like he could still play he had he was halfway out the door of North Texas probably not going to be going to Lubbock now he's got to be going somewhere next year probably saved his job he's got to be going somewhere big next year
2: I would I would imagine so beat Arkansas they won I think they covered the spread last week they're pretty good Yeah, I would say uh, Don't worry about Kelly Bryant Worry about uh, Mason Fine Being the next quarterback at
3: Oklahoma Some people (laughs) in the media That would jack off to that idea
0: (laughs) You know who you are
3: John Hoover (laughs) It's not like I mean, there's only one person He thinks he Has broke the mold of quarterbacks
2: You're going to get a meeting Out of this, aren't you? With who? in the HR department franchise between you and Hoover.
3: I'd tell him right now if he was sitting next (laughs) to me. It's ridiculous. (laughs) I think I have before.
4: Yes, you have not been afraid to let him know what's up.
0: Yeah, I think for people listening out there, they think that Eddie says these things privately or on the pod. No, no. Eddie Eddie speaks his mind.
3: All right. I'm Um, not fake. I'm not a YouTube character.
4: Okay glad you could get
3: that one <laughs> oh in. Oh God, I did it. That's my fault. My
4: and bad. And I'll be at Broken Arrow, Norman on Friday. Andrew Rame Miles Lusher. It is expected it's a big weekend. that Bill Beatonbo and Kerry Cooks will both be there, but we'll see if their plans change.
0: So, Bob, are you planning what? What are you going to do in the second half? Like, do you have something know, to do right? with your time?
4: Oh gonna man, <laughs>
0: it's going to be, be a beatdown.
2: Yeah. <laughs> cool. My plan. Boy. Uh, yeah, PA nice, nice work schedule like there. Like
0: a almost a sure thing. Like they look really good, and they're they're young. They're just going to get better.
4: So Owasso's kind of sucking this year, huh?
3: They lost a lot of guys off that team they last lost year. A ton.
4: It's yeah. hard to judge Union, Jenks, and the Rams at this moment. I don't. I, I don't have a clue how that's going to work work out.
0: Uh, I you know Eddie and Eddie and I were up there in the spring seeing Owasso. Give it a couple years, they'll be right back there, and they'll do it consistently. I mean, I, I think last year was kind of a perfect storm. They had some really good seniors and that kind of thing, but they've got some young talent. That's going to be really, really good. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the unofficial 40. Uh, Remember the post game show also on iTunes. Just look up Oklahoma Sooners post game. Uh, It's the Eskridge Lexus uh, Oklahoma Sooners post game show. Subscribe to that because it's two different podcasts. So if you want to make sure when you wake up on Sunday mornings that you've got our post game podcast, we, we, We've been putting it up on Saturdays uh, every day. Now, Texas morning will probably be a little bit different just because of the way everything works for Texas. It's crazy. So we might not record that until Sunday, but for the most part, uh, all the podcasts will be up late Saturday night. Um, We haven't – well, we did do a 6 o'clock game, and we even still did a podcast. Yeah, I mean,
4: I know I'm not worried about this one. If we can do a 6, we could do a 2.30 for sure. Yeah,
2: so uh, yeah, we'll have another podcast that will be up late Saturday night. And when you wake up and you want to make your plates of bacon, as I always suggest, best breakfast food out there. Just um, a plate of bacon? Just a plate of bacon. There's no better breakfast. It's hard to disagree. I mean, a freshly cooked plate I mean, of I'm bacon. I am looking for
3: reasons to disagree, but it's hard to disagree with that. <laughs> uh,
2: to me, that's the best breakfast you could have. So when you're making your plate of bacon uh, or your sausage and egg biscuit that has to have cheese on it, I got into that big discussion, um, then you can listen to the uh, Escridge post postgame podcast. But for the uh, Choctaw Casino and Resorts, Unofficial 40, I want to thank you guys for listening. One million downloads, thanks for that, too. Uh, that's huge. So we appreciate all you guys listening. Uh, go on to iTunes, rate and review, subscribe, all that good stuff. And we'll see you next week right back here on the Choctaw Casino Unofficial 40 on SoonersCoop.com Podcasts.